Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Zechariah chapter 4. This is the fifth of Zechariah's eight visions that he has on what is probably February 15th, 519 BC. Of course, there was no such date back then, but we can date it back with fairly precise accuracy. In this, we are going to see glimpses of the gospel, glimpses of salvation, glimpses of things that are to come in the New Testament. Folks, a lot of us are overlooking these minor prophets. There's so much good stuff in here, and here's more of it today. Chapter 4, verse 1 and following. And the angel who talked with me came again and woke me, like a man who is awakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, What do you see? And I said, I see, and behold, a lampstand, all of gold, with a bowl on top of it, and seven lamps on it, with seven lips on each of the lamps that are on top of it. And there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and one on the left. I said to the angel who talked with me, What are these, my lord? The angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? I said, No, my lord. Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forward the top stone amidst shouts of grace, grace to it. Let's stop there for a second. So Zerubbabel by Haggai has been commissioned to rebuild the temple. He's the governor, and uh, the high priest, as we learned yesterday, is Joshua. And together, Zerubbabel and Joshua are to rebuild the temple. And this is not going to happen by might or by the wisdom of man or by power, but it's going to happen by the Spirit of the Lord. And there are many obstacles standing in the way of this temple being rebuilt. Remember, we're after the Babylonian exile, and exiles are coming back to Jerusalem in waves, and it's time to rebuild the temple. And the Lord is saying through Zechariah to Zerubbabel and to everybody else who's listening that the temple will be rebuilt. And you might think there are mountains of obstacles in front of you, whether they be political or spiritual or whatever the case may be. But these are going to become as a plane. In other words, it's going to be easy relatively for you to rebuild the temple. It's going to be unlike what you would expect. And eventually the top stone is going to be put on. And when this top stone is put on at the temple is rebuilt, it will confirm the accuracy and the legitimacy of this prophecy. And of course, as we know through history, that's exactly what happened. Now, what are these lampstands? So the, the lampstands, you remember menorah, a Jewish menorah. It's a golden lampstand with seven lamps on it. This lampstand is different than that, though. It's like seven lamps of seven. So it's like 49 lamps. It's like a, a super menorah. You remember that there was one lampstand in the tabernacle. That was the portable traveling house of God when the Israelites were in the wilderness. And then there were 10 lampstands in the temple before it was destroyed. And so this is some kind of super menorah that is just signifying that lampstands, big lampstand, a great lampstand, the worship that's going to happen is going to be beyond anything that's happened before. The temple is going to be beyond anything that's happened before. And of course, as with all these prophecies, there's some literal truth to that in the near future as the real temple is rebuilt. And there is some spiritual prophetic truth that is yet to be fulfilled completely that will happen at the end of time, the new heavens, the new earth, new Jerusalem, where God dwells with people as we've talked about and read about before. 
Verse 8, then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also complete. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent you, for whatever whoever has despised the day of small things shall rejoice and shall see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. So other, in other words, he's been commissioned and equipped and empowered by God to do this, and it will succeed even though it seems impossible, even though it seems small at the beginning. It's going to become something huge bigger than what they're even aware of when this is finally completed literally in the Old Testament. Verse 9, these seven are the eyes of the Lord which range through the whole earth. Then I said to him, what are these two olive trees on the right and on the left of the lampstand? The second time I answered him and said to him, what are these two olive branches and trees which are beside the two golden pipes which the golden oil is poured out? He said to me, do you not know what these are? I said, no, my Lord. Then he said, these are the two anointed ones who stand by the Lord of the whole earth. So you've got this scenario where there are these two olive trees and there are these pipes connecting this endless resource of olive oil into these lampstands to fuel them. The light will not burn out. It'll last forever. And these two olive trees represent a couple people. Now, there are different theories about who those people are or what that represents. Some interpreters think that these two olive trees represent Zerubbabel and Joshua, the governor who was a descendant from David, and Joshua, the high priest. They stand in the Lord's presence. They receive his favor and protection. Some people believe that they represent Haggai and Zechariah, the two prophets who were allowed into heavenly deliberations in these last two books. Or some think that they're angels who act as God's agents in supplying unlimited divine assistance to the restored people. An incredible picture. Now, check this out. Remember where it said that there will be no mountain before you and it shall become a plain because this building of the temple is going to be easy, easier than you would think it would? Well, do you remember when Jesus called himself a temple? And do you remember when John the Baptist was preparing the way for Jesus to come? Here's what he said in chapter 3 of Luke, and he's quoting the book of Isaiah. The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall become straight and the rough places shall become level and the flesh shall see the salvation of God. So this is a reference to Isaiah, but it's also a reference to this concept of mountains being made low and valleys being smoothed out so that salvation will be easy for people who are interested in seeking it. Just like the building of this temple will be easier than you would ever imagine, salvation will be easier than you ever imagined. It's no longer going to be based on sacrifices and good works and following the law, which we cannot do. It's going to be based on faith in Jesus Christ, the one who did perfectly obey the law, who paid the price for sin, who rose again, defeating sin, death, the power of the devil. And anybody from any tribe, tongue, or nation, not just the Israelites, not just the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who puts their faith and trust in Jesus will have salvation. The obstacle to salvation will be removed in the person of Jesus Christ, just like the obstacles are being removed in the building of the temple. 
the temple, which is the precursor of Jesus Christ. Is this remarkable or what? Come back for Zechariah's sixth vision next. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.